whether or not they get better. Good morning to you. Good Tuesday morning. I'm Dan Kovacevic of DK Pittsburgh Sports. This is Daily Shot of Pirates. Comes your way every weekday, bright and early. If you're into football and or hockey, I also offer up daily shots of Steelers and Penguins. The Pirates lost last night. I'm pretty sure they got done counting this now, so this score is official by a score of 14-1 to in Cincinnati. One of the uglier losses the team's experienced in, (laughs) I don't know, it actually probably hasn't been that long. But that's an ugly score. That's an ugly outcome. That's not something that you just dismiss and say, bad night, you know. Well, you know, we really didn't have it there. You got to be better. You can't embarrass yourself. You can't embarrass the organization. You hate seeing, in particular, a position player pitching an inning before you have a single pitcher recording a win on your season. But it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter how many games the Pirates win or lose. That's going to be a side note to this season in either direction. I said this after the opener in Chicago when some people got excited, and I'm saying it now, after they've lost every game they've played since. What matters is getting Kevin Newman better. What matters is getting Brian Reynolds better. What matters is improving the performances of Cole Tucker and Jared Oliva, and, yeah, Kebrian Hayes, too, although he doesn't look like he needs any help of any kind. And that has to happen at all levels. But that includes Pittsburgh. And it has to happen into the future, but it also includes now. And I'm about to throw something totally unfair and irrational your way, and I'm going to do it unapologetically because I'm talking about the Pirates, and I can do that. You know, I used to joke for years when I was doing the beat on a daily basis for newspapers that my job was explaining the inexplicable. That was that was my catchphrase. Anytime somebody asks, what is it that you do for a living? I'm explaining the inexplicable. Some of the Pirates' decisions, some of their performances, And here we are again, and I'm about to sound nuts to you. Brian Reynolds is hitting 316, and I think he's looked terrible at the plate. And I'm going to be honest with you. That's bothered me more than anything else I've seen so far this season. Way more than anything I saw last night or anything about any score or pitching or Trevor Cahill. Who cares about Trevor Cahill? You know, or Michael Feliz or any of these other people, the holdovers, the old guys, they're irrelevant. Reynolds isn't. Reynolds in 2019 was among the best players at his position, left field, in all of Major League Baseball. Sixth most productive left fielder in the game, right up there with guys that were getting $15, $20 million in some cases. And he was a rookie. And he showed up and he fought his way onto the roster. Remember that? All Neil Huntington wanted to do after his emergency stint was send him back. Reynolds would not allow it. 
Reynolds just kept going three for four every night. Both sides of the plate, all points on the field, any kind of pitches you wanted to throw him. Total command of his strike zone. All the poise in the world. And he put up the numbers to match that. That's an important thing to have in your organization. And that asset can't go to waste. Reynolds is hitting 316 right now with a 385 on base percentage. That's really good. Why am I even doing this? Because I'm also watching him. And I'm seeing the same tendencies from him that I saw throughout 2020. He looks passive at the plate especially when he's seeing a fastball. He looks late when he does decide to swing at a fastball. He looks completely lost when he's seeing a breaking ball. And my goodness, is he being fed a steady diet of those. Now, again, I'm telling you the numbers for a reason. To his credit, he's hit a couple. He's hit a couple. He's done the job with a couple. But I don't see a shift in the approach. I don't see a shift in the mechanics. And I don't see a, a I don't see improvement. And that that that's ominous. Because numbers numbers will fluctuate and they'll do that in a misleading way in both directions. What you look for much more so, are tendencies. Brian Hayes, when he comes to the plate, you have a really, really good idea of what you're going to get. You're going to get a, um, a solid pro professional at bat. He's going to command his strike zone. And he's going to find a way to hit the ball hard more often than not. He has a gift. I'm not comparing Reynolds to Hayes. That isn't fair. I, Hayes is in some other uh, category as far as his potential. But I am saying that this is what you look for. Hayes can be 0 for 5 in a game and still be really, really impressive at the plate with everything that he does. I'm still not seeing that in Reynolds. And the same way that I pointed out the importance to Oscar Marine's job of figuring out Mitch Keller, I'll say exactly that regarding Rick Eckstein and getting Reynolds right. This portion of Daily Shot of Pirates is brought to you by our friends at the North Shore Tavern. North Shore Tavern and the sister venture Right next door, Mike's Beer Bar, across Federal Street from PNC Park, are, of course, expecting and anticipating, eagerly so, opening day at PNC Park coming up Thursday. They're currently taking reservations for parties of four or more for 10 a.m., 10.30 a.m., and 11 a.m. The reservations aren't mandatory, but they are highly recommended. Capacity restrictions have loosened up and all that other stuff here, but... They don't have the same seating 
that they normally would. If you want to make a reservation for North Shore Tavern or Mike's Beer Bar, call 412-322-BEER to set those up. Eckstein is one of multiple coaches underneath Derek Shelton who are responsible for not one player, not even a small group of players, or not even just all of the hitters. But in his case, like Marine, he's responsible for the entire organizational philosophy. Not that that doesn't get discussed with others. It does. But ultimately, you want the hitting philosophies that you're preaching at the top level to apply all the way through your organization. And as a result, you also want them to be effective. And you want them to be visibly effective. You want there to be an identity. In 2019, Reynolds and Kevin Newman and Josh Bell and Adam Frazier and all these other guys who were having this breakthrough year were singing. I'm talking like Tevier and Fiddler on the Roof. They were singing about Eckstein. He had figured everything out. They'd never learned things like this before. Josh Bell, I remember him. This was in a dugout in Milwaukee before a game. Took me out there, and he wanted to show me exactly what it was that Eckstein was showing him. And it was pretty neat. The, the short version of it is this. Picture the strike zone, the vertical rectangle. Then picture just picking out your spot your one area, and then picture refusing to swing at anything that's out of that. Sounds great, right? But then the other component to it was that when you swing, swing like you hate that ball. And you know what? The Pirates did that for the better part of that summer, and it really worked. That was when Josh Bell was like Willie Stargell and ended up with 37 homers, but like a billion of those were in, in May and June. And that's what they did. And then, you know, the opponents figured it out. <laughs> they started throwing to other parts of the strike zone, like religiously. They weren't just putting the ball somewhere in the rectangle. They were saying, look, this dude isn't even going to swing if I put it over in this part of the rectangle. So they started doing that, and the whole thing got exposed. And since then, I don't know that there's been another answer. I don't know that because I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it with my own eyes. And that's got to change. That's got to change. Everyone's going to freak out about Keller and everything because they're all still wounded by Tyler Glass now and Garrett Cole and Charlie Morton going to other places and getting better. But the same principle applies here to the hitting coach and to Reynolds and to Newman and to the other young guys, including Hayes who at some point or other is going to look mortal. And I still need to be sold on this hitting coach. When we come back, just one question.
Gregory Polanco, Tyler Anderson, Trevor Cahill, Michael Feliz, etc., that have no future with this team. I get that they need to eat innings, but Cahill's line last night, four innings, nine hits, seven earned runs. This is a veteran. Tell me Will Crow or Miguel Yahure couldn't do better and learn in the process. I'm not here to argue with that. But I am going to bring up what I'm positive Charrington would bring up if he heard you ask the same thing of him, and that's this. You don't base your decisions on prospects regarding whether or not they're currently better than what you have at the big league level. I've had that explained to me by executives, honestly, in all sports for a long time, but most passionately and most defensively in baseball. They believe that if you make moves like that, if you just say, well, look, Miguel Yahure is better than Trevor Cahill, well, you know what, Jeremy, he actually is, like right now. Yahure might have gotten into his own trouble last night in Cincinnati, but he has more dynamic stuff. He has the best off-speed stuff at any level of the organization that he would have looked a lot better, and we would have been applauding him and his effort the same way we have with Luis Oviedo to date. But he also might have gotten himself into some hot water in other ways that could sting him. Uh, I'm trying to think of a way to, to, to put this that conveys best the way minor league people in particular have explained things to me. They believe in a, a checklist approach to a player ascending from one level to the next. And sometimes that can be taken too literally or too much of a too much in a team wide or organization wide way as opposed to player centric. And Charrington has said he wants to tailor everyone's player development to the player. If a player can't throw ninety five miles an hour you got to adjust what your expectations are of that player to get to the next level because that player is not just going to magically find 95 rolling out of bed one day. So they have things that they want you to cross off. Yuhure's is fastball command for the most part, but I'm sure that there are multiple specifics within that. How he comes set, how he does this, how much does he fly open, how much deception does he have, uh, how much is he thrown off by having runners on base, all kinds of things. They want you to check off all of these boxes before you move up because even if you haven't been exposed with all of those things in the minors, you most certainly will be when you get to the majors. They see everything. And what they don't see at field level, it'll be seen either on intensive video study, or in the analytics, and you will get exposed. So being hypothetical here, if Yohure can't keep runners on here, I don't know if he can or can't. I'm just throwing out a thing. And you know that, and you know he's got no move to first, and you know that you see something where he's getting a little bit goofy or nervous or whatever, you're going to exploit that. 
And that kid isn't going to have the opportunity to adjust to that at the major league level. He's up now. He's he's getting fried. He's getting toasted. And his confidence is going to take a hit that's much more painful at the major league level than it would be in the minors where you're expected to be learning this kind of thing. Am I, am I making some sense here? This is, it's not that simple. And it's definitely not about our entertainment. I feel compelled to throw that in there. I know you would rather watch the Oviedo types. So would I. I'll be honest with you. There, there are times when I'm, when I'm seeing these Cahills or whoever that come in I get distracted. I don't even feel like watching. I have no interest in how he does. Cahill. I'll get bored. But that also can't be part of the decision-making process by Pirates management. They have to do right by the prospect. I don't know that they will. I'm not taking Charrington's side on this from the execution standpoint. We don't have any kind of a book or a ledger on this guy. We did on Neil Huntington. It ended up being really negative in most counts. And I don't know that about Charrington, but we'll see over time. It's a great point that you bring up, and I'm glad you asked the question. Um, I'm grateful for everybody listening to Daily Shot of Pirates. We'll have another one tomorrow. Point Park University, in the heart of downtown Pittsburgh, they understand there's no substitute for real-world experience and career-building connections. Their innovative curriculum engages students with distinctive experiential learning opportunities. Point Park's pioneering co-op program empowers qualified students to work in full-time, paid positions with their corporate partners while earning college credits. Visit pointpark.edu works to learn more. Career-ready. That's the point. Point Park University. Your front door. Your car. Your gym locker. Your gun. Safety is a habit. Learn more about how to keep guns safe and secure. Visit projectchildsafe.org.
All right, so we are back, and 